Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Let's talk to Pierre Polyev, the front runner in the Conservative Party of Canada leadership race. Mr. Polyev, how are you? I'm great. Good to be with you. Good to have you with us. What do you think of what the uh, federal government, Mr. Trudeau's government, has uh, done as far as supporting the people of Ukraine is concerned? Are you satisfied? Well, I think it's been too little too late. Um, we are we should have joined with our allies earlier to hit Russia with devastating sanctions uh, and disconnected their, or isolated Russia from the swift financial system uh, before the invasion even occurred. That would have prevented him from financing his invasion. I also think that we need to provide more lethal weapons to the Ukrainian people carry out their defense. And finally, uh, we need to unleash the production of Canadian energy so that we can help Europe break its dependency on Putin for oil and gas, dependency that has helped finance his military aggression. So let's talk a bit about uh, Canadian energy. A few years ago, this country was poised to be an energy exporter that the world was going to count on. The world clearly needs energy. It needs natural gas. It needs oil. We see it in Europe. We've talked to the people in Europe about that reality. Yet Mr. Trudeau's focus is electric vehicles and climate. What would you do differently given the world's situation today? What could Trudeau do that he isn't doing that Pierre Polyev as prime minister would do? Well, it's more what I would undo. He brought in anti-energy policies that have inhibited our construction of pipelines and our resource projects, Bill C-69, for example, makes it next to impossible for any pipeline to ever get approved again in Canada. Uh, he's also vetoed major resource development projects. I would repeal the, the, that law and replace it with a system that approves projects quickly after consultation with First Nations and while protecting the environment. Um, that way we could build Canadian pipelines with Canadian steel to get Canadian energy to Canadian consumers, uh, we're actually importing 130,000 barrels of overseas oil every single day in Canada. Uh, we could replace all of it by allowing Newfoundland to increase its production of oil by the proposed 400,000 barrels a day. I would approve that increase, allow Newfoundland to displace all of our overseas oil imports and ban uh, foreign dictator oil from Canada altogether within five years. Uh, I would also unleash the production of our 1,300 trillion cubic feet of natural gas, uh, which we can ship to Asia from BC and to Europe from Newfoundland. We have the shortest shipping distances to both of those continents of any location in North America. And because of our cold weather, uh, it's actually cheaper, much cheaper to liquefy natural gas here in Canada than it is in the U.S. So, uh, we need to unleash production of Canadian-made resources. And you mentioned electric cars. Well, the problem with electric cars right now is that uh, most of 
lithium that is, goes into the batteries is mined and refined burning coal in China. And what good is that for the environment? We could produce that lithium right here in Canada if we could speed up the approval of mines and reduce the taxes that our energy se- our mining sectors pay uh, so that it is profitable not only to, to, uh, to fabricate uh, cars here, but to make the raw materials that go into them. Are you confident that you would be able to do this, knowing fully well that you would run into opposition from a number of premiers, including the premier of British Columbia and the premier of Quebec, and there is legislation in place that would be in your way. So are you confident that as prime minister with a majority government, you would be able to do everything that you said just now that you want to do and do it fairly quickly? I'm confident that it can be done. And I would make I would go around the provincial politicians right to the people. Polling shows that Canadians prefer Canadian energy to foreign energy. And that really is the debate. And Justin Trudeau and the NDP support oil. They just want it to be foreign oil. Nothing Trudeau has done has reduced global oil consumption. In fact, we're still projected as a world to consume 60 to 100 million barrels a day for the next several decades. The question is whose oil? Does it come from dirty dictatorships with poor environmental standards, or does it come from the low-carbon emitting, environmentally responsible, and human rights respecting industries in Canada? I I prefer the latter. That's why, as I said, I will ban foreign or overseas oil from Canada altogether within five years, and I will replace it with Canadian energy so that we can take dollars from dictators and turn it into paychecks for our people. All right. So let me ask you about two issues that are making headlines right now. Uh, Your view of Mr. Trudeau's government's refusing to reveal why they invoked the Emergencies Act in order to end the truckers' protest in Ottawa and elsewhere. He says it's confidential cabinet business. What do you say to that? Well, that's nonsense. Um, he, uh, he, he can't justify what he did, and that's why he's covering up the facts. Look, the Emergencies Act had never before been used. We didn't, Gretchen didn't use it even when the 9-11 attacks occurred in New York killing 24 Canadians and 3,000 Americans. and uh, We thought at the time there might be a terrorist attack uh, coming to Canada. And even then, Gretchen managed to respond without the Emergencies Act. Even when a, a terrorist attacked and killed a soldier at the war monument and stormed the House of Commons in 2014, Prime Minister Harper refused to use the Emergencies Act. Yet, when um, several hundred truckers just happened to be parked uh, on seven or eight roads in downtown Ottawa, Trudeau argued that their honking of horns and their bouncy castles was a national emergency requiring him to have the power to look into people's personal bank accounts and to uh, uh, bring in police state-like powers. Of course, that was completely unjustified, and he now is trying to cover up that fact by keeping keeping all of the information secret. Um, we need a prime minister who will respect our freedom, including the right to peaceful protest, and that's what I will do. The other story that's making headlines, Mr. Poliev, as you know, is the prime minister's online hate legislation. I, uh, I'm going to be speaking with the University of Ottawa law professor Michael Geist about this in the next hour. And the fact that uh, heritage minister Pablo Rodriguez kept submissions to the government about the legislation from Canadians so Twitter likens the approach of the government to this, the online hate 
uh, policy they're planning to uh, policies in China, North Korea, and Iran, and minority organizations like the National Council of Canadian Muslims have expressed concern about the issue. So this is a very important aspect of governance. It cuts to the core of freedom of expression. What's your view of the online hate legislation or the uh, yeah, the uh, legislation direction Mr. Trudeau and his government have chosen? What do you say to that? Well, it's pure censorship. He, it has nothing to do with stopping hate uh, and everything to do with giving the government the control of what you see and say online. Uh, that is what uh, the submissions from the Twitter uh, corporation uh, indicate. They say they, there's nowhere else in the democratic world where these rules exist, uh, in that these rules look more like something you would expect to see in North Korea, in Iran, or other foreign dictatorships. Um, furthermore, uh, Trudeau's plans uh, uh, Bill C-11, which would give the CRTC the power to regulate Canadian content on the Internet and force feed what it considers to be Canadian content, though it can't tell us what Canadian content is. Uh, I, what we're, of course, heading towards here is a policy whereby government bureaucrats and politicians get to censor people with whom they disagree, uh, all under the guise of stopping they, uh, what they call hatred uh, or what they consider to be unacceptable views. Um, Canadians should have the freedom to express themselves in the open and public square. Uh, if someone says something wrong, then someone else has the freedom to correct them and win the argument against them. That's how freedom works. It's often messy, but it is the best system there is. And uh, I would uh, repeal Trudeau's censorship laws fire the proposed digital safety commissioner and allow uh, Canadians to have a free and open internet. Mr. Poliev, I, I spoke with uh, Jean Charest yesterday, and we know there's tension between your campaigns, which raises for some in Canada the specter of a divided Conservative Party, which we've seen before and which has not served the party well in two successive recent elections. Are there divides sufficiently deep to crater any attempt at a real Conservative Party unity? No, uh, there is no threat to Conservative Party unity. The reality is Jean Charest is a liberal. He's not a conservative. Uh, not only did he call himself a liberal when he was premier of Quebec, he governed like a liberal. He raised the sales tax. He brought in a carbon tax. He even brought in a long gun registry to target lawful hunters and farmers rather than going after the real gun criminals who threaten our streets. Uh, so the reality is that I am a conservative. I take the opposite approach. I cut the GST along with Stephen Harper. I oppose a carbon tax, and I oppose the long gun registry and favored instead tougher laws to punish violent gun criminals. So those are just honest disagreements. One of us is a conservative, me. One is a liberal. Uh, and I will win this leadership race against this liberal, and then I will win against another similar liberal, Justin Trudeau, after that. All right. Let me raise the issue of housing in this country. Nothing, I think, hits closer to the quick for Canadians. You're outspoken about that. And much is being said and written about members of Parliament who own or part-own rental property. Your name has been raised as one of those MPs, but if I understand correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've been open about this and disclosed in Parliament while you were challenging the former Minister of Finance, Bill Morneau, to reveal his property holdings, and we can leave out the one in France for a moment. Have you been just straightforward with Parliament, with the people of Canada, about your engagement with rental property? 
Well, yes, that's the only reason people know about it. I, I, I co-own a small townhouse in Calgary, and my wife uh, very intelligently bought herself a small townhouse when she was uh, 22, 23 years old. Um, she did it with her own money. She comes from a very modest uh, immigrant uh, family, and she did that to have a little bit of independence. Uh, she met me, so she never ended up moving into that place, but she rents it out. Uh, and uh, all of that is disclosed in our ethics filings, so that's why the public knows about it. Now, CTV, um, Liberal Network, seems to suggest that there's something wrong with owning a small rental property, as though it would be more affordable for people to rent if there were no rental properties to rent. I think that is utterly ridiculous. The problem is not that uh, Ma and Pa investors have a, a, a townhouse they rent out. The problem is that... The federal government has printed $400 billion of new cash, which has boosted demand uh, and given rich investors the cash with which to buy up and bid up houses, while local government gatekeepers at a municipal level prevent construction, restricting supply. So what's the solution? Stop printing money, start building houses. And uh, that's why I've announced my plan is to require big cities of over 500,000 people with overpriced real estate, uh, increase real estate housing construction by 15% a year, or they will lose some of the federal infrastructure money they receive. Okay, uh, right now, these, uh, so yeah, if you want to get into the specifics, I'm happy to answer any questions. Well, I hope to have you back on the program. I always have more questions than we have time. So let me get at right. this. We talked about this yesterday, interest rates and inflation, plus increased cost of living. Problem. 57% of Canadians are worried they won't be able to pay their monthly bills, according to polling by MNP Canada. And I spoke with the company's senior vice president yesterday. Inflation at a 30-year high. Interest rates will climb. And 40% of Canadians told MNP they're worried about interest rates perhaps leading toward bankruptcy. Meanwhile, Professor Sylvain Charlebois, the agri-food specialist from Dalhousie, University told us yesterday the average Canadian family should expect their food bill to increase by $1,000 over the next 12 months. After I speak with you, Dan McTagg of Canadians for Affordable Energy will share with us what we must expect as far as increases in the price of gasoline and diesel will be over the next year. It's going to affect each and every one of us, even if we don't drive because of fuel surcharges. So how does Pierre Polyev, as CPC official opposition leader first, challenge these realities and what would you do to counter them if you were elected prime minister what could you do well let's first address the cause the cost of government is driving up the cost of living inflationary deficits send more dollars chasing fewer goods bidding up their prices inflationary taxes increase the cost of producing those very same goods the more governments spend the more the people pay and that's why House prices have doubled under Justin Trudeau, and inflation is at a 30-year high. Justin, inflation. So how do we reverse it? One, we have to phase out the inflationary deficits by getting government spending under control, canceling Trudeau's $100 billion slush fund, getting rid of wasteful corporate welfare that helps only the rich, uh, canceling, uh, defunding the CBC to save a billion dollars. Uh, secondly, uh, we have to get rid of the, the inflationary taxes. I will axe the carbon tax to moderate the cost of food, uh, gas, and groceries. Uh, and finally, we need to get the Bank of Canada back to its core mandate of low inflation and protecting our, our dollars rather than printing money 
to pay for political overspending. So in other words, stop printing cash, start making more of what cash buys. That is to say, grow more food, build more houses, produce more clean Canadian energy. That's the Poly F Common Sense Plan. I have 30 seconds left. You have a message for federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh on Twitter today. What are you telling him? Well, Jagmeet said that the system is broken and that it favors the rich at the expense of the rest. And he's right. But the problem is Jagmeet is part of the system. He has signed on to the very coalition that has delivered us 30-year highs in inflation, that has doubled housing prices, that continues to ruin the working class for a very small privileged few. If he wants to help, he should break up his coalition with Justin Trudeau and start holding the government accountable, as I am doing. Let's bring in affordable government so that we have affordable cost of living. Let's remove the gatekeepers to unleash powerful inflation-proof paychecks. That's my message to Jagmeet Singh and to all Canadians. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.